Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Got my amazing Grace Baptist Camp mug right there in honor of you, Josh Burkholder. Love that camp. Love our heart conference that we do uh, every September or October, depending on how the dates fall. Just a little gathering for pastors, training and encouragement, and we'd love to have you come. You can check out the the, uh, website, I'm sure. But appreciate you being here today. We are jumping into a brand new chapter, uh, chapter number 19 of the book of Revelation. And what a chapter. What a chapter. I feel as if the last couple of chapters, it's been negative, negative, negative. Not not last episode. Uh, but, you know, even when you read the negative parts of the Bible, you always have a sense of victory anyway, because we've read the last chapter, haven't we? And we know that God is sovereign. We know that God is in control. We know that God wins. We know that uh, the judge of all the universe does right. And we saw a bit of that last episode at the end of chapter number 18 as uh, commercial Babylon, the world system, the economic system of this world has collapsed. All of those that were benefited by the world, all of those that had invested in All of those who had placed their security and their satisfaction, uh, their energy in money and stuff and prestige and power are lamenting. But heaven is rejoicing. Why? Because this evil and corrupt system led by Antichrist, uh, empowered by Satan, anti-God, has now been defeated. And watch the response now in heaven. As all of this is happening on earth, there's a reality in heaven. And I think that's true even today. I know that's true today, that there is a reality here on earth, but there's also a reality in the spiritual realm. Uh, We read about that all throughout scripture. We don't talk much about it. We don't talk enough about it, I should say. For instance, in Ephesians chapter 6, we talk about spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Too often we see even our struggles and our enemies as all being flesh and blood when there are really bigger things going on. I think about when a person trusts Christ as Savior. The Bible says there's joy in the presence of the angels of God. So there's another reality, isn't there? There's a reality here, and that's wonderful, But there's a greater reality, and we're seeing that right here in Revelation chapter number 19. And let's read a few verses, and while these are great verses, listen carefully. Verse number one, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, alleluia, and that means praise the Lord. Matter of fact, it's imperative. It doesn't mean just I praise the Lord, but it's an imperative to say we all ought, all of us ought to praise the Lord. So, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Okay, it's not that we can give the Lord those things. 
God already has those things, but we're ascribing God to be worthy of all of that, all of the things that he has now so demonstrably uh, shown us in chapter number 18. So salvation obviously is of the Lord, glory, honor, power, all of this is of God. Verse number two, for true and righteous are his judgments. So God has just now vindicated uh, these tribulation saints who are in heaven now, many who have been martyred during this time of great tribulation, who have been the victims, so to speak, of Babylon. And now that Babylon has been destroyed and apparently heaven has had a bleacher seat to that destruction, the tribulation saints who have cried for this. Remember, we talked about this way back in chapter number six, where it talked about the the saints beneath the altar of God that were crying for God's vindication of their martyrdom and God, would you please uh, answer our prayer and defeat? And all of that's happened now. True and righteous are the judgments of God, unlike the wrath of man which worketh not the righteousness of God. God's wrath is always coupled with God's righteousness. In perfect wrath and perfect righteousness, God has taken care of uh, Babylon, has taken care of this wicked and devilish world system. Look at verse number two again. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, the harlot we talked about, religious Babylon, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. So remember, we talked about religious Babylon, verse uh, chapter number 18. We talked about economic or commercial Babylon in verse number, well, I'm sorry, chapter 17, then uh, religious Babylon, chapter 18, commercial Babylon. And God has judged her. Why? Because uh, not, not so much for her excesses and her luxuries and her stuff and the materialism. All of that certainly is sinful, but but the, the issue is that she has leveled her attack against God's people. And really when it comes to the righteous judgments of God, it comes down to the way that people align themselves with God or misalign their attitude toward God and toward God's people. And what we find about Babylon is that she has rejected God. The fornication here speaks of idolatry, other gods, uh, other alliances, other securities, other than the one and true God. And then, uh, and then the, the, the total hatred of, the willingness to exterminate the people of God. And all of that has been dealt with now, and there's great joy and rejoicing in heaven because of it. Look at verse number uh, three, and again, they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. So, Alleluia, because it's done. The, the, uh, the, the judgment has taken place. It's irreversible. So, it's like the, the chapter begins with Hallelujah, praise the Lord. But then, even as all of these facts are being considered and the righteous judgments of God are being extolled, Again, you can't help but just, uh, again, with effusiveness, say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. 
uh, verse number four, and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, amen, hallelujah. So get the picture here. So this great multitude in heaven, apparently these are the same tribulation saints that we read about in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 14. And now they're, they're praising God and God, you've vindicated us and, and God, you, you have done this and we praise you for it. But remember all the way back to chapter 4, remember when John was caught up to heaven? Remember what he saw, the throne room of God? And remember in the throne room of God, the, the, the elders representative of New Testament saints, you and I. And then uh, the, the four living creatures, these special angelic creatures made for the worship of God around his throne. And now it's as if they are, are seeing this and they're watching the, the, the cheering and the praise of these tribulation saints. And all they can say is amen to them and hallelujah to God. Amen, hallelujah. So they are in total agreement. They, they totally endorse the praise and the, the, the statement of these, uh, of these joyful tribulation saints who are praising God. Amen. And I think that's a, a great principle for you and me today, uh, which is we, we ought to be ready to say amen to those that praise God, to those that share their testimony, to those that are drinking in the goodness of God in their life. Uh, we ought to enter into their experience. We ought to be able to say with them, yes, that is our God. And we have all experienced of his goodness and we all have all tasted of his grace. And we say, amen. And your testimony now has sparked me also to say, praise the Lord. It's kind of like a chain reaction. That's why church is important, by the way, because the Bible says that we are to provoke one another unto love and good works. So there, there is a, a positive provocation when we gather together as God's people, as we praise the Lord, as I hear the ways by which God has worked uniquely in your life, as you hear the ways by which God has uniquely worked in my life, uh, that, that back and forth testimony ought to cause us to say amen. Amen, that is God, and so be it, and I agree, and hallelujah. It's causing all of us to look heavenward. It's causing all of us to look throneward and say to God, amen, and praise the Lord. Look at verse number five, last verse we'll talk about today. And a voice came out of the throne saying, praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this voice uh, next episode, but boy, it just doesn't end, does it? We've got this great praise service going on, and then we have those that are listening in that are saying, we can't help but join in, amen, and praise the Lord. And then this voice, the Bible says in verse 5, comes out of the throne, uh, saying itself, praise our God, all ye his servants, ye that fear him, both small and great. One of the wonderful things about heaven is heaven and the throne of God are the great equalizers. You know, everybody that is in heaven is there for the same reason. Uh, they have come by the way of the cross, uh, small and great. 
If a rich man is in heaven, he's there because of the blood of Jesus Christ. If a poor man is in heaven, he's there because of the blood of Jesus Christ. If a famous person is in heaven, he's there for the same reason that an obscure person is there. If a strong person is there, he's there for the same reason a weak person. And the Bible says, small and great, everybody who is in heaven is there not because of his own goodness, his own notoriety. He's there because of God. So therefore, everybody in heaven has the same grounds by which to praise God. It is his mercy. It is his grace. It is not our goodness. And this voice comes out of heaven to say, praise our God. And the wonderful thing about heaven is red and yellow, black and white, Male and female, old and young, rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, makes no difference. Bond or slave, a bond or free. I mean, it makes no difference. We are there for the same reason, and we sing for the same purpose. Praise our God. And then the Bible talks a little bit about the motivation. Look, look at that in verse number five, and I'll just finish with this. Praise our God, all ye his servants, ye that fear him. That's the attitude of heaven. The attitude of heaven is it's not a place to climb ladders. It's not a place to compare mansions. It's not a place to say my crown is bigger than yours. No, no. There's no competitiveness. There's no comparison. There's no pettiness. There is just this idea that we are gathered around the throne of our great God. We are his servants We stand in awe of him. That's what it means there. Ye that fear him. And we can all agree on one thing, and that is that our God is worthy. And this song that that we're talking about today is a song that we will both hear and sing. Uh, These words are words that are more than just scripture words that we read in a podcast, but these are words that you and I will say. And you and I will hear as we gather one day around the throne of God after this great event to see that this is just the beginning of eternity. What a wonderful truth that is. So I hope that helps today. We're going to jump into verse number uh, six uh, tomorrow or next episode, I should say. I hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.